Hey guys, welcome back to the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to give a huge shout out to our main sponsor, Carl Walden. Carl Walden, aka King Crazy, is the CEO of Money Gang Music Group Incorporated. This entertainment company is a brand that's geared towards helping young men and women of the LGBTQ community. He has created a brand that not only helps young men and women to be successful, but also to be who they want to be versus what other major record labels want them to be. And that's what makes Money Gang Music so different. Carl's also gives you your very own masters and your own work. He is tired of discrimination based on sexuality. It's not right. And he believes that everyone should have their rights, no matter their differences. But not only does he own a record label, but he also runs a modeling agency as well as sports agency for the LGBTQ community. Carl wants you to be free and get paid correctly. He wants his people to get their rights and own their rights. So if you would be interested, for more information, please go to www.iammoneygangmusic.com. Now, let's get into this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Defiant Ones Teen Podcast. I am your host, Christian Kindify Robinson. And before we get into this episode, first of all, I want to give a shout out to the O. Robinson PR Media Group and also to Your Best Lifestyles Podcast. But before we get into this episode, I want to tell you guys who we are and what we do, if you don't know or if you're new. So I am your host, Christian Kindify Robinson, and me and my brother founded this magazine, the Defiant Ones Teen Magazine. It is a magazine for teens by teens. It talks about entertainment, fashion, uh, sports, news, trends, all these things that other magazines do. But what takes us a step further and what makes us even better than that is we come from a youth's perspective and we talk about things that schools don't teach, like financial literacy, creating businesses, becoming leaders, mental and physical wealth and wellness, uh, <laughs> health and wellness, <laughs> sex trafficking, bullying, all these really important topics that everyone needs to know in life. So if you guys like what you're hearing, then you're gonna love the episode we have for you today because we have a super special and amazing guest with us here today. He is an entrepreneur, LGBTQ activist, and the CEO of the Money Gang Music Group, uh, and so much more, Mr. Carl Walden. What's up, man? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm How are okay. you? I'm, I'm all right, you know, love. Tired. Good, good, good. I feel you on that one. I feel you on that one. Typical Tuesday. Hey, they got the club going house, but we can't go to the club, so we gotta have the house going up on a Tuesday. Gotta get active. Yeah. Gotta get good. Yes, sir. Uh, too much. Too much work. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Oh, Let me start oh, with my. this. <laughs> How are you dealing with the um, COVID nineteen pandemic? Well, I'm in New Jersey, so as you know, New Jersey is probably one of the 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 key core states that has the worst of it. Um, yeah. So between New Jersey, New York, what did they say, Florida, and California, those are the four states that have it the worst. Um, I don't know why, but it probably because they're states that are connected to major, you know, the major outlets like New York City is connected here, Florida, yeah. Miami, California. Who cares? Blah, blah, blah. So I'm just dealing with it. 
Listen, I work, play video games. That's it. And go to school. You staying safe, though? I mean, I'm in the house. Where else can I go? That's true. That's true. All my board meetings is online. We use Zoom. So I don't, I don't, have, I don't have much to do. Like, I can catch up on some recording. Probably it. That's true. I've been catching up on a lot of Netflix. <laughs> nah, I went through Netflix in like two months. Um, no, two weeks. I went oh through Netflix gosh. in two weeks. Like I sat there and binge watched all of the, the Marvel. I only watch things that I like. That's why I messaged you. What, what's the best Marvel show? I don't know. I can't decide. Because you got Luke Cage, Jessica, what you call Jessica? Jessica um, Jones. Jessica Jones. Um, the Woo, the Woo Master, yeah. Iron Fist. I'd have, I'd have to say it's Daredevil. Daredevil was yeah, all of them connect. Yeah, all yeah. of them connect. Like all of them is a part of the five, the five, the hand. So it's like the five fingers of the hand. And mm-hmm. Each character is inside. Each character is inside. Each part of the Marvel series. So they didn't finish the Defenders. That's the one yeah. I want to finish. The Defenders, but oh. Well, it's cool to know I got a little superhero fan with me today because I'm all about that. I swear to – okay, first of all, before we even get this started, let me see how good of a Marvel fan you are. Who is the best superhero, the best Marvel superhero? Captain America. Oh, my God, what? Captain America, I need was, to- Captain America was the first Marvel superhero that was ever created during the Great Depression. During, the, during that time, the Great Depression only symbolized um, – the Great Depression was a focal point in America where stock markets crashed and people didn't know that the next day was going to be the next day. Or like my grandmother is 95. So she has all of the Captain Americas from way back in the day. And her expression to that situation is Captain America was the symbolization of hope and dreams. And it also dealt with a lot of Adolf Hitler's nonsense. Um, That's true. Um, the Red Skull was Hitler. So you got to remember the Red Skull was taken as Hitler. And um, he was the bad guy in this situation. So Captain America to them, between Captain America and Betty Boop, that's who symbolized hope for humanity during a time where humanity was going through its, the America was going through its greatest, greatest stride. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Oh, no, listen. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's the first Marvel superhero that was created. Dang it. I really was. You say Spider Man. Spider Man. Come on. Can I be Miles Morales? Like, no, 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 no. I like Spider Man. I'm I'm more into the black I'm more into the black Spider Man though. I'm not into the Peter Parker. I'm not into I get you. I'm, I'm got you, got you, got you. New modern Spider Man. Like I know Stan Lee meant good. Because remember Stan Lee was a kid who was suffering from depression and anxiety, um, bipolar, he was schizophrenic, and he was in a house where he was just drawing and that was his outlet. And his parents didn't know that those comic book heroes were soon going to be multiple. Like, look at look at Static Shock. Static Shock was a black superhero. Nobody know about Static Shock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Green Lantern was was black. The Green Arrow, yeah, the Green Lantern is black. I saw it in the comics, but I never thought it was real. The Green Lantern is black. In Marvel, Luke Cage is black. Luke Cage has always been black. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and he was one of the Black Panther wasn't one of the first Marvel characters to be black. That's bull. That's BS. Like that's that's something that people think. Like, but if you look at Marvel's history, Luke Cage was the first black 
actual Marvel character. Mm. Luke, it was Luke Cage. Then it was him. Then it was people like cause um, it's another one. He's an X Men. He's one of X Men. Um, he got the gun. He got the two. He carries the metal arm, and he got two guns on him. And his arm could transform in any weapon they want to. Mm. People yeah, forget yeah. about that too. You're deep into it. And I could talk about this all day, but let's talk serious stuff. I like that. I like that a lot. So, Carl, can you briefly tell the people a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Um, I am I am the answer to a problem. That's just that's just the best way I could it's the best way I could put it. Like the answer to a problem of a bigger situation. Like a lot of so Money Game Music Group Incorporated is is a brand that symbolizes dreams and admirations and hope and inspiration for the LGBTQ community and more. It's for individuals who are voiceless, who just refuse, they, they, they get ignored. So when, when you're gay or you're transgender or you're bisexual or you're any of those, you're considered a plague. Yeah. That's what you're considered. And that's a problem because humans were gay. People have been gay since Jesus was walking the earth. Mm -hmm. And people don't realize that there are gay people in the Bible. Like people don't realize they were practicing these different things. So, so I don't. I believe everybody should be treated equally across the board. It shouldn't matter about what you love or who you choose to do or whatever the situation may be. That's your life. Your life has nothing to do with what you can present or bring to the table. Um, the label itself, um, just it, it's, it's something that it's it's something to delete a problem i am according to according to guinness world records i am the first black african-american all gay owned entertainment company wow wow so why do you why do you, so why do you um why do you kind of help the the lgbtq community more than anything else because you know there are people still being uh judged by their by their race just by their um because Age, it's more, all that it's, stuff. You know what's crazy is we you can't cure a problem that's been going on for generations. Yeah. Like the LGBTQ thing, you could cure that. That could be easily that could be easily cured. Like not cured, but it can be dealt with. It could be monitored. Mm -hmm. Black yeah. versus white will never be cured. That that is that is more of a of a congressional situation. That yeah. is more of people in Congress need to say no, this needs to stop. I don't want to get deep into that because that goes to the whole Napoleon syndrome, the the um, Jim Crow laws. I mean, I can go so deep into it; it's crazy. Mm -hmm. it, it go it even it even goes into sneakers. Like Jesse Owens was the first Black African American to wear Puma. They were they weren't even called Puma or Adidas at the time. No mm. one knows that Jesse Owens was the first Black man to wear Pumas and Adidas because they were brothers that disband himself. One became Puma, the other one came to Adidas. Nobody knows that. Ooh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. You go to Sneakers Essential, I'm telling you. See, are, you, are you trying, are you trying to be like one of those big influencers or one of those black people that create something? Yeah, it's not even create. It's like, I want to be the Jay-Z of the gay community. That's the best way I could put it. 
Like everybody say, oh, that's more of a Jay-Z. Yeah, you right. So yeah, I'll take that. I don't want right. to be a billionaire guy who sits on his behind and do nothing. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not into it. I want to advocate. I want to sit there and go to those board meetings. And when someone like Lil Nas X needs somebody to support, because he's afraid to be himself. And that's a problem to me. Yeah. You're afraid to be yourself. That's an issue. And that's what it represents. Why are you afraid? Like young MA, she don't care. She don't care. Conversations with her is like having a conversation with my sister. She don't mm-hmm. care. And and she even she said that at least somebody recognized that we have we have um rights just like the other people. Well, I don't look at I don't look at being gay. So what if you gay? That's your business. What you do within the confinements of your home is your business. Why should you be judged by other people? For yeah. what? What do you what do you think? So- Sorry, what do you think the what do you think the biggest um thing about discrimination is? Why do you think that's such a big problem that needs to be stopped of any kind? Discrimination, defy discrimination. Discriminate to discriminate is to not like. Right? Yeah. So if you discriminate, you don't like. But why don't you like that color? Black is a tint, white, no, black is a tint, white is a shade what the like what like they're both color they're both primary colors yeah mix all the colors together it becomes black one is just white like one is just pure and one there's one supposed to represent purity and evil mm-hmm. so what are we evil is that what it is or you're just threatened because our intelligence precede the average and the norm because when it comes down to it, it's more about these Negroes are intelligent. They're too intelligent. Let's suppress them. I don't want to get into that because I can. That's a good way of looking at it, though. So how how is your record label, um, apart from just being mainly helping the LGBTQ community, how is your record label different from others? Oh, I do sneakers, clothing, management. Mm. You name it, I can touch it. That's so what's up. That's so what's up. So what does a tip what does a typical community or a typical company like this do that kind of like takes away from the their clients? We focus on the people who don't have a voice. You you if you're afraid to speak up and if you don't stand for something, you'll stand for everything. That's so true. And if you have no voice, example, I just did, I just did, I'm going for my doctoral degree. So I yeah. just did a class yesterday, right, on why, what's the difference between sponsorships and endorsements and why so many athletes get endorsed and sponsored. Yeah. athlete gets sponsored, the, the, the athlete gets, I'm sorry, the athlete gets endorsed, but a company gets sponsored. So the athlete gets endorsed because of who he is. He speaks. Like, for instance, LeBron. LeBron doesn't shut his mouth. He's mm-hmm. very vocal about things, and Nike likes this black guy as vocal about what it is. But if you really want to get deeper into that situation, Nike is really racist on the low. I don't even want to get into they using LeBron. LeBron is just a using tool. He's yeah. one of those guys that they, they did the same. If Kobe's situation doesn't show people, doesn't show young guys that, 
It's not worth going into shoe brands. It, I don't know what it is. They cut all of Kobe's assets off. Off. You yeah. cannot buy a pair of Nike Kobe's from Nike. You go to Nike.com, you cannot buy a pair of Kobe's. Why? That was one of the greatest athletes of all time. Wow. In, in, other, in, other, in other sports, they said, rest in peace, Kobe. Had 24 any jerseys. This is hockey, boxing, FIFA, soccer, UFC. But you can't buy a pair of Nike, Kobe's. You can't buy a pair of Kobe's from Nike. If that is not saying that they're using us as a crutch, I don't know what it is. That's why you have to be a brand. Like my my um my stepson, right? Well, yeah, he might look myself. I'm not with his mom, but still. Mm-hmm. My stepson, right? He wears all of my sneakers. And he'll tell you to your face, I'd rather wear his sneakers than wear them crappy sneakers right there, because at least a black man started this business. I'm not gonna go over there and support that white guy who don't care about us, who only give us 30% profit. We only get 70-30 in a contract with no with no royalties behind it. So out of a 70-30% profit, how much you really making off of that three hundred dollar sneaker? Yeah. And that's what Lonzo Ball was saying. That's what Lonzo Ball's father was saying. How much money are you really making off that sneaker? Do you really want to get used by these guys? It's like, let's put the monkey out of his cage. Oh, he's dancing. Oh, well, put him back in. That's a really interesting way of looking at it. It's the truth. It is the truth. Contracts, listen, man, I look at contracts. I can send you contracts. And I can tell you myself from negotiating them contracts, there are contracts that say 70-30 across the board. No ifs, ands, or buts. And you get your own brand. But even when you die 20 years later, it could be your estate can pull all your stuff and say, no, we don't want this no more. We need to make room for the next athlete. Mm-mm. So now what your kid's left with? A dull legacy? Michael Jordan... The reason why Michael Jordan is so all right, the reason why Michael Jordan is so successful, I'm just gonna give you this one lesson, right? Okay. Prince, Prince is the god of music, not Michael Jackson. Let me tell you why. You don't have to make you don't have to make a substantial amount of music to be a god of music. Prince was more of the business guy. That guy. Back in the 80s, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers, Sony, the big three companies, Warner Brothers, Sony, and, um, excuse me a second. Universal? Thank you. Those three big companies was taking people money. It was all, the deals back in the day was called all on the table deals. You know what that means? That means when you go, you see how you're doing this podcast? Mm-hmm. And if you were starting Universal and you was doing this podcast, they want they check and then you get your hat. See how you're appearing on a podcast? Well, I'm yeah. appearing on a podcast. If I was signed to Universal, they want they check and then you get yours. You go act out there, you go on a big movie, they want they have, then you get yours. So everything you touch, they get half of it. And your royalties belong to them. You get nothing out of that. Is that not fair business? You're a really good businessman, I can tell. So no, I thought, 
so what's, what's, what's good business to you? Because there's also a lot of conspiracies that this whole coronavirus thing is run by governments and big businesses and oh, that it's all just about the money. Of course. That's, that's a given. I've been warning my kids know about that. My kids knew about that six years ago. Mm. Of course it's a conspiracy. Give me a break. But that is... You, you, you can't be not... serious. This, okay, I'm just going to give you why it's a conspiracy and you correct okay. me. There has been five pandemics in our lifetime. HIV AIDS. Mm-hmm. That's one. The measles. That's two. The what is the other one? Barack Obama. It was doing Barack Obama's tenure. Oh, the H1N1. Mm. It's the flu. The swine flu. Um. Then you have the um, the other one, the common cold. That's considered a pandemic. And it's it's, it's one more. I forgot was the last one. This is old. It's probably not the Black Plague. Yeah. No, it was actually the Spanish, the Spanish, the Spanish um, yeah. flu. Mm-hmm. All right, those five pandemics, what did they all have in common? It all led up to war. The measles was during the Great Depression. The Great Depression has caused the measles. Think about it. How do you cripple a superpower? If you cripple a super, they're not going to use the same tactics over and over again. That would be yeah. stupid. That's like me playing Halo, and we gonna go over there and destroy the, the destroy the convoy. We keep on destroying the same convoy, and we never get past a certain part because it's too hard. We're not mm-hmm. gonna using the same strategy. Strategy. So how do you destroy a superpower? How do you eliminate two superpowers to, so you can create one nation? Right. So Russia, Europe, and America are the three superpowers. America's a big superpower by itself with those three. China wants to be the main guy. So if you financially bind somebody, which China did to America, you destroy all of the economic economic wealth that's gone. If you put a if you put some type of virus and make it airborne, now you weaken the immune system of the people of the military. So if yeah. you weaken the people in the military, they have no power or no type of strength to go to go counter back. That's Napoleon. Divide and conquer. You think that's what we're leading up to? Yeah, World War Three, of course. <laughs> that is it's a really nice. That really is a an interesting way to look at it, and it could be true. Does that scare you? No. Death only scares those who who don't want it to happen. I embrace the fact that I'm a doc. Dude, it's going to be a whole new Jerusalem. Why would I care about this? This is, this is nothing more than a test for humans to understand what they need to do versus what they want to do. You want to kill yourself? Fine. Go ahead and kill yourself. It don't make me no difference. Somebody else going to replace you. Yeah. But bringing it back um, to the business side of things, you were saying that uh, your record label does so much for all these other people. Why do you think it's so important for people to choose the right record label? Do you want your masters or do you want somebody to whip you every day? That's what it comes down to. Do you want to be a slave or do you want your masters? Mm-hmm. Because Michael Jackson was a slave. He, Michael Jackson consulted Prince. Prince told Michael Jackson to buy out Sony. 
that's what he did. Mm. He brought out out 70% of sewing. Prince told him to do that. This is why Prince is the god of music. Not Michael. Michael may be the king of pop, but he's not the god of music. Music is nothing but a business. And to be a to be in business, you have to know how to manipulate and put yourself in the right situation where you can be compensated for it. If I okay. give you a 360 deal, I'm being compensated and you ain't getting nothing. I don't believe in that. I believe everybody deserves theirs. If you're the one that's recording, your voice is on the line, and you're the person that's doing all of the work and the engineering, why shouldn't you be compensated for your work? Mm-hmm. And that's how Prince felt. That's why Michael Jordan... When he dies, his stuff is still going to be here. Because he told Nike, if this black man is going out there and playing your monkey on the court, then you're going to give him all of his stuff. And then some. Y'all about to lose business. 85, Mike, Nike was about to fall from bankruptcy if it wasn't for Jordan. That's very interesting. It's very interesting. Pretty sure yeah. your podcasting figure. Your podcast can get picked up by Heart Radio right now. If you literally put all your stuff there, if you submit all your stuff to Heart Radio, oh, yeah, well, he's teenage. Yeah, okay, so he's focused on the teenagers. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we like that. The fact that your catalog or your categorization is teenagers and experience of teenagers from their perspective, yeah. that's the reason why. Because the kids is the change of the future. So they're going to look at it like, oh, so a teenager's doing this? Yeah, we're going to take him now so that way nobody else can take him. Yeah, that makes sense. But just, like, but just like me as well, I have the magazine, I have the podcast, and I have a bunch more businesses, but so do you. Can you tell us about um, your model agency and also your, your athletic agency? Um, sports agency is for those gay athletes who are not represented correctly. So Kylie Jenner is the reason why I'm doing this. Mm. No, I'm sorry, Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner is the reason why. Bruce Jenner was the Wheaties guy. Like, my grandmother showed me the Wheaties box where this guy was on the Wheaties box. And I told my grandmother she old. And she looked at me crazy. He was that guy. Like, he was fast. Like, people like Deion Sanders said they couldn't beat him even with stilettos on right now. This man was the Wheaties guy. But remember, he was afraid to be a transgender. He was afraid to be himself. Yeah. I don't want that anymore. I'm tired of people being afraid to be themselves. And then you're not being represented correctly. Because you go to somebody like Nike or Adidas, somebody like that, and you gay, they're going to look at you with a blonde eye. Oh, you know, we ain't worried about you. We ain't dealing with you. But if you go and bring them, listen, he is gay, and he's this, he's this, he's this, he does this, 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 and this. Okay, so let's talk. Modeling is pure talent. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, if you have a body, a smile, nice pictures, they'll pick you up. I, I just, there's nothing else more you can say about modeling. Modeling is just, hey, you have it or you don't. Yeah. And everyone can have something. Like, if they have an actual skill, I'm, I'm not the best at football, but I am a model. Um, everyone has something potential in them but all they need is that opportunity. So what kind of opportunities or what kind of services do, does your company provide? For modeling? For both. Um, oh, consulting, grief and arbitration, um, contract negotiation. Mm. Um, we, try to, yeah, we try to put 
put you in different catalogs that you choose. We, we help you, we help develop the person. So even though you can't get that contract, we'll put them in a position where you have no choice, but they have no choice to sit there, but to ask you where we tell you, hey, put on this Calvin Klein stuff, make sure all this Calvin Klein stuff is nice, make a hashtag Calvin Klein, and make sure you have your Instagram followers to a point where Calvin Klein will say, well, we couldn't mm-hmm. offer you before, but now we have to. So we force hands. So how do, how do your clients and how do people that are a part of your agency have more advantage in the industry over the people that don't have this type of representation? Oh, a lot of the people I know is gay. I told you, everybody in the, everybody in the label is gay. And they all been dealing with fashion for years. They've either worked for Victoria's Secret or worked for Calvin Klein or worked for Ralph Lauren or worked, or worked on different projects like Rip the Runway or Tyra Branks, that, that, um, the, drag, the drag waste with um, what you call it, RuPaul. They've worked mm-hmm. in agency. So they know what it takes. They know what it takes to get to the next level and they will point you in the right direction. All you have to want to do is work. This is work. We give you all your money. All we want you to do is make something of yourself. Yeah. But people are like, nah, that's too easy. It's too easy because you think it's easy. But then when we sit there, hey, listen, have you done it? Nah, 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 nah. You're wasting my time. Nah, we don't do that. So you're right down to business. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, on your th- I'm, I'm, like, I'm like a roach. I'm like a fly on your neck. A mosquito that you just can't get rid of. Hey, but it's for the good of the people. Hey, listen, man. I've done a lot of contracts. I've done a lot of contracts without this label. I used to work for Universal as an A&R. Mm. So <laughs> I did contracts with people that people don't even know. Not in detail, but. Yeah. I knew a little pimp before pimp was pimp. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke, clown. I got you. So, what, so what's, the, what's the coolest place you've been that your agency has took you, or who's the who's the most famous person you've met? Hmm. I don't know. I don't. I can't even say. Like, I don't know, because I've dealt with so many people. So I don't know. Got yeah. you. Um. Well, then here here's a better question, because there's a lot of people on here who want to make an influence, who want to make an impact, who want to create their own businesses. How hard is it to create your own business? And what, no, what kind I, of mindset does it take? Do you want to be a slave or you don't? That's what that. come down to. Like, you want to be a slave? Then go work for Walmart. You don't want to be a slave? Then don't work for Walmart. It only take $50 to incorporate all your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and, and the thought. And, and um, something different. You have to corner a market. Like, yeah. Makes sense. So what, um, you've been in the industry for how long? Uh, 10 years, 15 years. Dang, that's a long time. And right, obviously, long time. obviously, it hasn't been easy. So what kind of struggles have you faced coming up to get to where you are now? Um, I was homeless. I didn't have nothing. Oh, really? 
How did you how did you overcome that? How did that affect you? Um, well, I mean, I'm a kid. So how old are you don't mind me asking? I'm sixteen. All right. So when I was sixteen, I was I was going through a lot. Like I've been writing music since thirteen years old. Um, I'm a victim of sexual abuse. Um and and uh and Dyfus. Like I'm an adopted kid. I don't have my biological parents. I was in and out of um, residential facilities. At one point I was homeless, I didn't have anything. But I didn't let my situation stop me from being who I am. Um, that only just pushed even, that only just pushed me further. But uh, yeah, I was, I was homeless, I didn't have anything. And I made something think, Do you think that that background made you want to uh, kind of be even hungrier for for the feature that you dreamed of? Yeah. Who wants to be clowned at because you got different sneakers or because you're you're the kid that, you know, like who wants to be clowned about that? Like you don't have your parents. Like your parents ain't no good. And then I'm in a residential facility. Like at 16 I was in a residential. Like I wasn't in I wasn't free like this as a kid. Like I wish I had my childhood, but I didn't. I wasn't residential. Um, I was in and out of different group homes and things like that. And there were guys in there that, you know, were gay and they were getting ridiculed and like just because they got raped or they were they were they were in a situation where someone forcefully took their innocence. I mean, could you imagine going through that from like six years old to like twelve? Mm-hmm. Someone taking your innocence every day. And then I was a Boy Scout going through that. So these are Boy Scouts in America. These are individuals I'm supposed to trust that I'm going through this situation and my mom doesn't believe, my doctor mother don't believe me, put me in a hospital and a whole situation, like, you know, so it's kind of difficult. Like, it was kind of difficult, but at the end of the day, it just made me want to leave and not want to return. And I'd rather do for myself than ask anybody for anything. Yeah. So you're on, you're your own kind of leader. And with the businesses that you're running and that you're leading, also, and maybe maybe your words could really help a lot of people out there. How are you kind of dealing with the COVID? I asked that in the beginning, but how is it affecting business and how are you staying productive? Oh, I, I'm very creative. So I've always created like new sneakers or something. Like one day I'll watch an anime and I'll create a new sneaker. And I'll contact the anime and send it. Um, no, no BS. Like, I just created some... I think you guys can all agree that Carl is a really cool and ambitious guy, which is why I would like to give a huge shout out one more time to our main sponsor of today's episode, Carl Walden. Carl Walden, aka King Crazy, is the CEO of Money Gang Music Group Incorporated. This entertainment company is a brand that is geared towards helping young men and women of the LGBTQ community. He has created a brand that not only helps young men and women to be successful, but also to be who they want to be versus what other major record labels want them to be. And that's what makes Money Game Music so different. Carl also gives you your own masters and your own work. He is tired of discrimination based on sexuality. It's not right. And he believes that everyone should have their rights, no matter their differences. 
But not only does he own a record label, but he also runs a modeling agency as well as sports agency for the LGBTQ community. Carl wants you to be free and get paid correctly. He wants his people to get their rights and own their rights. So if you would be interested, for more information, please go to www.iammoneygangmusic.com. One more time, that is www.iammoneygangmusic.com. Peace, guys.